0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to a special bonus episode of The Arnie's. I'm Matt Johnson. I'm Austin Terry. DC FanDome is back, and I gotta say, the first year, Austin and I watched this, and we were kind of like, you know, (laughs) that was exciting. And we were excited for this year because it was like, well, guys, we know multiple days, multiple panels, you didn't love that. So we're just going to do four hours, right? everything's going to come in. And people we were like, yeah, that sounds great. And unfortunately, <laughs> it still was a bit of a bland, I would say, panel.
1: I would say it was worse than last year.
0: Well, <laughs> all right, there you go. So not great. Regardless, we got some good movie news, some good game news, some good TV news. But unfortunately, there was a lot
1: of kind of bland shit in between Austin, overall, give me your thoughts. I think we have a lot of fun news to talk about. Unfortunately, in between all the newsworthy events, the actual fandom was full of a lot of dead air. It almost seems like they should have just like, here's the trailers for today, and we'll see you later. Like 30 minutes, maybe. Maybe not four hours.
0: And that's that's the weirdest part. That's what it felt like it was supposed to be, right? It's like they announced in advance, this whole event will be four hours. It's not going to be for days like last year. So, how did they make this such a weird event?
1: <laughs> they pulled in random people off the streets to moderate the in between. It's like, where is Henry Cavill? Where's Ben uh, Affleck? Why do we not have actual stars moderating this event? Where's
0: the big news? Like, in terms of, hey, we know Ben Affleck's going to be in The Flash, but is he going to be doing anything afterwards? Hey, we know Henry Cavill like wants to be a Superman, is he going to keep being Superman? You're not going to get any of that confirmation at DC Fando, <laughs> but you will get some cool trailers and some fun stuff along the way. So that's what it is. So Austin, in terms of like the stuff that we knew we were getting, like Batman trailers, the game trailers, did that stuff satisfy you or was that even kind of an overall disappointment?
1: Everything I was excited for I thought delivered. I do think we got some great game trailers. We got some fun movie trailers. The DC TV looks pretty exciting. So all that stuff is really cool. It's just the overall event I felt like wasn't very enthusiastic. Like it was a lot of actors have reading scripts, pretending to be excited for a video game that they're not going to play. Like just stuff like that, where it's like, there's got to be a different way to do this to where we can keep the enthusiasm up for the entire event, as opposed to just cutting back to a bunch of different people. A very fair point.
0: I agree with you. They brought in a lot of people I was not expecting to kind of moderate panels. And it was unsurprisingly pretty bland because of that. But how about this, Austin? I want to start off with something that I think is pretty exciting. And it's something that last year we talked about. How is Black Adam going to be a good movie? Dwayne Johnson keeps saying it's going to be the best thing you've ever seen. We're going to bring in the Justice Society of America. Dr. Fate, Adam Smasher, all these cool characters. It's going to be something you've never seen before on live action. And we were both like, what are you talking about? Like, we've seen movies before, Dwayne. (laughs) But regardless of that, they opened the show this year. Dwayne Johnson is here. Black Adam. What did you think? Because this was kind of a weird showing. We had him kind of talking to the crowd, but also a trailer. A bit of a weird introduction. How did you feel about this big open case for DC Fandom 2021?
1: It, it was weird because this is kind of what they marketed Fandom around. It was Black yeah. Adam and the Batman. <laughs> and The Rock keeps telling you the power dynamics are shifting. I'm here. I'm, the Rock is here, baby. It's The Rock <laughs> show now. And I got to say, like the, the teaser is cool. He looks brutal. The lightning looks awesome. He catches a bullet in his hand at one point. That was cool. It was just... A short trailer, and they're pretty far into production at this point, I thought. Like, they're still showing the storyboards that they showed last year, which I thought was kind of a weird decision.
0: That was the most disappointing thing for me. Like, yesterday, they showed Aldous Hodge as Hawkman. They showed other concept art. They showed, like, a bit of a teaser trailer. And then today, for DC Fandom, they showed this, like, intro cinematic type thing, but it wasn't like all-encompassing they didn't show kind of the story or the plot or the characters or whatever so kind of unfortunate that being said like you said austin it was cool to see black adam do things he like burns somebody alive the electricity to the point that they became a skeleton and then he just crushed them (laughs) then he caught a bullet and it's like okay maybe this is different i guess We'll see. I don't know. Who's to say.
1: It was also a nice confirmation that he is going to be the villainous Black Adam, not yeah. like the anti-hero Black Adam. Like, this will be a villain-centric movie. It's going to be a weird one. We have the Justice Society of America,
0: Dr. Fate. You and I have talked about Pierce Brosnan. Where such was great Dr. Casting. Fate in this he teaser? He should have been this teaser. That would have been so cool. That being said, how does Black Adam fit into that more heroic team? I guess we'll see. But, Austin, my next question for you is we have... After this, the most heroic reveal, probably of the entire day, Grant Gustin's flash boots, Arnie. What did you think of this? I'm
1: happy for Grant. <laughs> he really wants his boots. They really sold that. It's like, he's really sad that they haven't had it yet. And that's what I'm kind of mean for the entire event. And I don't want to spend this whole recording just critiquing the fandom event. But it's like, you're you on this high, high from the Black Adam trailer. And then it's just Grant Gustin going, I want my boots, right after that. It's just such a weird momentum shift.
0: Yeah, it was it was an interesting start. I would say that the first time I got really amped for DC fandom was right after that, which is when they showed some behind-the-scenes footage from Aquaman The Lost Kingdom. I guess Aquaman 2, whatever you want to call it. So Austin, as somebody that was a bit kind of middling on the first Aquaman movie, we saw Black Manta back in full force. We saw... My my thing, I was most interested in seeing Patrick Wilson as Ocean Master. Seemingly kind of a heroic sidekick, potentially. So we don't know too much about this. James Wan is back. Were you interested
1: in this BTS footage, or was this kind of a watch for you? I actually thought showing behind-the-scenes footage was a smart move here, because behind-the-scenes footage is always fun. Like, yeah. There's really not a way to not be excited about it. And as someone who is just kind of like, Aquaman's okay, the first movie... Um, I'm not super amped for a sequel, but seeing the behind the scene footage, it's like, okay, this like actually looks like it's going to be a good time. Whereas a trailer, you can judge and be like, the story doesn't seem very interesting where I have no clue what the story is now. Cause I just saw, you know, Black Mantis sitting in his little chair in a behind the scenes photo. They keep amping up the action,
0: the stealth aspect of it. And, but the Orm aspect, they, they showed Patrick Wilson. He has his long hair as ocean master, but then in other moments he has like, Pretty clean cut short hair, and it's like, why is that? And whenever Austin and I were on, I was like, maybe they're gonna do the whole Loki thing. It's like he kind of gets a bit cleaned up, and then he's gonna be a bit more of a begrudging hero, potentially.
1: There was a quick shot of him and Aquaman working together on something, which I think could be a really unique aspect of a sequel. And they did set that up, to be fair. I think the first movie was like Nicole Kidman comes back,
0: so the element of this mother character coming back in to kind of reconfigure arthur curry and then orm could be interesting so we'll see what happens with that
1: and they did say the release date too which was december 2022 so coming next year and they like just started production too so that's a pretty quick turnaround i feel like 2022 for them is
0: huge it feels like there are so many projects coming out whether it be live action movies comics tv shows animated stuff i mean 2022 is going to be huge for them i mean did you feel overwhelmed by all those announcements, or did you feel excited about
1: it? I didn't feel overwhelmed. I actually got more of a, a confirmation that, oh, DC doesn't have a plan still. There's so much content coming out, it feels like we're just throwing everything at the wall and we're seeing what sticks. We have no plan for a cohesive universe. We're just making a bunch of one-off movies, and hopefully something's kind of going to emerge out of this. Maybe we'll have a hit, something to build off of, but I, don't, I still feel like DC has no clue what they're doing with their universe.
0: I agree. The continuity, they're still all over the place. It's like, where does any of these projects take place? And do we have a Justice League movie? Are we going to make a sequel?
1: Who the hell knows? Well, speaking of throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks, how about we do two Batmans at once in the same movies? We did see a very quick teaser for The Flash.
0: We did. And look, we've known for a long time this one was going to be Flashpoint adjacent in terms of It seems like in this we're seeing him run back in time. He goes to interact with his mother or whatever you want to. I don't know. But regardless of that, there's still a lot of questions, a lot of who's the Batman, a lot of who's narrating this scene. Is that Ben Affleck? And then it ends with clearly Michael Keaton's Batman walking into frame. We don't see his face. And it's like, I wish we would have seen his face. And then it cuts post title reveal to, oh, they're going to shoot the Batmobile, and then they don't. <laughs> so it was fun to see Ezra Miller again as The Flash and Michael Keaton clearly as Batman. That's the whole big reveal of this movie. Still, I want to see more of it to kind of feel a bit more confident, but at this time, I guess it seems fun. That's all I can ask for.
1: It's nice to see footage know that this movie is for real happening since it's been delayed so many times and had gone through so many writing crews yeah. and so many directors. It was weird, though, that the only footage we saw was just... Here's like three different suits that Ezra's going to wear throughout the movie.
0: More weird, because when we were watching this, I was like, okay, this is weird. They're showing a lot of suits off. But it's like, I was like, well, it's okay, Austin. I mean, this is like a 2023 movie. And then it's like, oh, no, it's a 2022 movie. November 2022. I wasn't expecting anything huge, because I thought it was going to be later. But then when it's like, oh, no, this this one's coming out the same year as Aquaman 2, The Batman, all this other stuff. It's like, oh, okay. So I feel like I should have gotten a bit more of a clear idea of what's going on. Did you feel as confused?
1: Did you care? What was going on for you? I thought it was weird because Ezra Miller comes on beforehand and makes a joke about how he's got nothing to show. And I thought it was just a joke, but then he really had nothing to show. Like, yeah. theres I don't know what the story is. I know it's loosely based on Flashpoint. I don't know why Michael Keaton's in this movie. I don't know what Ben Affleck's doing. Like. I just feel like I still don't know anything, even though I saw footage from the Flash movie.
0: And it's really disappointing for a movie that's coming out this coming year that they didn't clarify literally any of those questions. They could have given us something. Just answer one question, like, why is Michael Keaton here? Why is Ben Affleck here? Give us anything. And I think we would have felt pretty good. But for a movie coming out next year to give us this short of a trailer, this vague of like these shots, I mean, it was pretty disappointing to be honest and i unfortunately i'm not any more excited for this movie than previously so it's not like this got me excited for a flash film in fact it probably turned me off a little bit
1: i and i agree and at least with grant gustin i know in the show he's going to be wearing gold boots like i have a concrete answer to that question i don't have any answers to my questions about the flash movie
0: and the questions there are supposed to be way more <laughs> like interesting like what's he doing you know it is what it is
1: I was, though, pleasantly surprised, even though it was just behind-the-scenes footage once again, I was surprised at how much footage they had to show from Shazam! Fairy of the Gods. And again, kind of immediately, my my favorite
0: reaction is just that that one is clearly 2023, and they have not shied away from that. They've kept saying, hey, this one, we're a little bit out. We have some fun characters coming back. Everybody that like became a quote-unquote Shazam Adult figure at the end of the first one. They're coming back, and then Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu as the villains in this one. Hell yeah! That sounds super fun.
1: So I can't wait. Helen Mirren's character design looks so
0: sweet. It's awesome. You know, Black Adam is gonna be 2022. Shazam 2 is 2023. Obviously, in the comics and lore, Shazam and Black Adam, like those are the arch enemies. Could we expect some post-credit scenes that will set that up, Austin? Do you think so? Do you think Shazam 3 will be kind of the Black Adam-Shazam battle, or is that way further out than we think?
1: Yeah, I do think a, a teaser at the end of Black Adam for Shazam Fury of the Gods makes a lot of sense. I would be pretty surprised if Shazam popped up in the Black Adam movie, though, because they've been pretty clear that, at least in this first movie, they're not going to cross over a whole lot. Yeah.
0: I feel like post credit is the way you go. I feel like Black Adam, that movie takes place way in the past. Maybe something happens at the end and the post-credits like going to modern
1: day. Since Black Adam comes out before Shazam, though, is there any room for him to appear in, in the sequel movie? Or do, you, or do you think that's down the road in Shazam 3 or Black Adam 2?
0: I think
1: he'll have a big role in Shazam
0: 3 but I still feel like he'll have a small role in Shazam 2. I think maybe it's just a post-credit thing or whatever, but I think they're going to set up at the end of Black Adam a way for him to appear in like the modern-day stuff, a la Shazam or whatever. And I, I mean, that has to eventually be the case, right? I mean, the big Shazam 3 Black Adam fight, I mean, those are the iconic arch enemies, so it eventually has to lead to that. So we'll get it eventually. I think it's just going to be a couple years away.
1: That's what you would think. But then Dwayne Johnson is all over social media like for years now saying he wants his Black Adam to meet Henry Cavill's Superman.
0: Yeah. I mean, Henry Cavill's Superman. I know we had questions going in. We didn't really get any information about that. Still hope he's coming back. It seems even less likely, to be honest.
1: The Snyderverse folks are going to be riled up after today. Not even any inkling about any kind of news there.
0: And you know... Austin, people that want to see Ben Affleck back as Batman, I guess you'll get that for The Flash. You're not going to get that in Matt Reeves' Batman movie. That being said, we did get Matt Reeves' new trailer for The Batman. What'd you think of this? I thought this was the one I was most looking forward to. I thought we got a lot more about the characters, even little things, and I was super amped. So what'd you think?
1: Well, I don't know if I need to tell you what I thought. Because we recorded our live reactions and why don't we just play that right now? What a talented barista. Fear is a tool. When that light hits the sky, it's not just a call, it's a warning. Holy shit! Damn, he looks so angry. Trying to reach you.
0: It looks fucking that? awesome, dude. This is about a king
1: and Rithers to match. Damn, Zoe Kravitz, Selena looks awesome.
0: If this continues,
1: oh Alfred! will nothing left.
0: Ooh, looks cool. I don't care what, what happens that? to me. It's only gonna get worse for you. Holy shit, that was awesome. Whoa, take it easy. Hear everything they say.
1: Ain't you? Maybe we're not so different. Who are you under there? Damn, that's cool. Oh! oh! yes! I'm vengeance. Ooh, I actually like that Batmobile. I was worried I wasn't going to.
0: It's fucking bad. This looks fucking incredible.
1: They're really leaning into the horror elements.!
0: God. I love it. I fucking love it.
1: Really awesome trailer. This got me even more hyped than last year's trailer. Mm. And last year's trailer, I thought was awesome with kind of that closing beatdown shot. Um, leading into the trailer, we did have like a quick interview with Matt Reeves, Zoe Kravitz, and Robert Pattinson, and they really focused on the fact that this is going to be a grounded. Batman. They're really diving into the more desperate, some of the ragey aspects of his character, and and everything we saw from this movie. I think you can really tell that they have kind of a cohesive vision for the film that they're really trying to get into.
0: Yeah, and I'm really curious about the character designs. I mean, we're we're seeing people like carman Falcone. He looks exactly like he does in The Long Halloween and stuff like that. It's like, okay, are they playing off that, or are they just playing off iconic character designs? How do some of these like uh, like outside characters fit in? The Penguin, Colin Farrell, is playing that. I mean, we see him several times in this trailer, and it's like, okay, I mean, is this part of the story or just part of the world? And then I kind of realized, well, you know what? I think when it comes to the Batman, I don't really care. When it comes to building the world or it comes to kind of building a smaller story, both can be equally as exciting. So... I got to say, this trailer put me in a good spot. The opening of it, the way they shot it, just with the rain falling down, the police lights reflecting up the window, and then catching what looked like Paul Dano as the Riddler. It's like, okay, that's pretty cool. How is that going to affect the rest of the story? And I got to say, I can't wait. Cannot wait.
1: Yeah, and to your point about the world, like the Batman and Rogues gallery are so intrinsically tied to Gotham that just having a bunch of them only adds to the world building of the film so i I really like the aspect of multiple villains popping up in this film um something else they touched on was that they're really going to be playing with the aspect of how does he turn it off between being batman and being bruce wayne like bruce wayne bleeds into his batman and batman bleeds into his bruce wayne and so it seems like there's not going to be uh as much of like a distinct personality as we've seen in some of the other batmans of like when he's bruce wayne he's this charming playboy it doesn't seem like The Robert Pattinson Batman is going to be doing that, at least in this first film. That's what I like
0: about it, is it seems like he doesn't want to distinguish it, right? It seems like he always wants to be Batman, which makes me think of stuff like Batman Earth One, makes me think of like the Batman Telltale series. It's like, I always want to be Batman or confront things in that way. And it's like, well, hold on, Bruce. I don't know if that's the way to go. I mean, think about this. There's a way that Bruce Wayne could maybe find a way to do this better or be a bit more clean or safe. Do you, did you think about that? And it's like, oh, I didn't. I guess maybe you're right. So the idea of him being like kind of a dirty, just he, he cares less about the Bruce Wayne identity, super cool. Love
1: that. Personally, I'm not sure if I'm going to love it.
0: I don't know if I will either. I just think it's very different.
1: Yeah, I like that it's different. I just, I really like the aspect of Batman and Bruce Wayne essentially being two different people, Yeah, and I really like seeing the actors that play Batman, like, turn that on in the films. Mm. That being said, though, every time I see more footage, I get more and more sold on Robert Pattinson as Batman. Um, it's taken a while to convince me. I know you're more on board than I am, Yeah, but... uh he, he does look good in these action scenes. He
0: does, and I gotta say, even though the suit is kind of weird... I got some issues with the suit. I know, I know you do, but I do really feel like they're setting up a sequel. I mean, because they're going to make a trilogy, and it's going to be a sequel where it's going to get like further and further more like what we expect Batman to look like. And this one's very weird with the amount of his face showing. That being said, somehow, with like him looking up into camera, it's like, how does this
1: cowl look this cool. <laughs> like, the top, the top down shots of him look great. Yeah. It's just when it's like him walking or talking into camera. Sure. Like I think the armor looks so cool. The yeah, thing yeah. that bothers me is that his cowl goes all the way back to his ears. So you like see his whole cheek. Yeah. And, and I, I like it when you just see the Batman jawline.
0: It's fair. I totally agree with that.
1: Someone else I wanted to call out too is did, did you notice this, but they are filming this movie in London And I think Gotham looks like London in this trailer. And you know what? Here's another thing I'll say. I feel like the
0: Burton movies, the Schumacher movies, and definitely the Nolan movies gave us kind of iconic cities that just they repurposed, whether it be CGI or whatever, to make it look like Gotham. I kind of have to be honest. I like that they went really out of the box. It's like, I want to make Gotham look like the whole gothic architecture but it's still a big city. It's still this huge metropolis. How do we do any of that stuff whether it be CGI or like like actual um real life effects and stuff? And it's like going to London kind of makes sense.
1: Do you like that you can tell that they filmed in London though? Like I kind of want Gotham to be a city that I can't recognize. Here's
0: my here's the only thing I would say. Whenever they release like the first footage of dark night and dark night rises. I was like, that looks like Chicago and that looks like Philadelphia. So I feel the same way about this movie, this upcoming one, but I just think the way they're shooting, it looks cooler. this time around, I prefer the look of this more kind of unrealistic Gothic architecture for Gotham. Um, yeah, so
1: that's where I'm at. Okay. Okay. Um, Really, really love Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman design. Looks awesome. So excited. And I I kind of
0: want to close this conversation out. I mean, what do you think for this character? Because we know we have the Riddler. We know we have Colin Farrell playing the Penguin. I'm assuming they're going to do kind of the fun aspect of Catwoman being, you know, not on the same team as Batman, of course. But you have to imagine there's going to be a romance angle or just some type of We're allies for now. Do you think they're going to lean into that? How do you think this movie is going to end? Because we're going to get a trilogy. Do you think Zoe Kravitz and Batman are like together at the end of this? Or is it going to be a tease for that in the future?
1: I would like it if they were actually together for the entire trilogy. That'd be cool. The Batman-Catwoman relationship is one of my favorite things in the comics. Um, What I think is going to happen, though, is I think at the end of this movie her Catwoman either dies or for some reason she does something where Batman is like, I can't be with you anymore. Mm.
0: I could see the latter. Makes me think of like other animated properties or just anything where, maybe even Hush, where it's like, okay, you and me, were the team. And then at the very end, maybe it comes to the final fight between Batman and the Riddler. And then Catwoman comes in and kills the Riddler. And it's like, Catwoman's like, all right, we did it. And then Batman's like, no, we can't do that, we can't, I I can't see you anymore, you you went too far. Something like that, I could potentially see if they're going to lean into Batman doesn't kill, like we'll have Catwoman kill Riddler instead or something like that. So, we'll see.
1: You can also tell they're really leaning into the serial killer detective type story, and in our past movies, whenever they do the detective aspect of Batman, it's really just him using some cool gadgets to figure out a puzzle. I think this one really is going to be a slow burn detective movie where he is actually going to be following clues, running down leads, like all that stuff. And I think that's going to be really new, um, really cool, and really scary too. Like there's aspects of this trailer that look pretty creepy. So I'm super pumped. I I can't wait. And the way that the greater Gotham world fits into that, like the way
0: he meets Selina along the way, the way he meets Oswald Cobblepot along the way, the way Alfred will maybe kind of influences decisions it's like how does that impact this big riddler serial killer plot i'm not 100 sure but i cannot wait to see how it plays out and we're so close march i mean i cannot wait to see this gotta see it on the big screen cannot wait
1: all right so we ran through kind of the big movie events of dc fandom should we talk about some tv so peacemaker this one's an interesting one for me. I know,
0: Austin, you and I watched The Suicide Squad, and we were like, okay, John Cena is really good in this movie, but I gotta say, kind of a despicable character, the way he picks off Rick Flagg and others. It's like, how am I supposed to root for this guy? Spoiler and alert. And then, oh, spoilers. <laughs> but immediately after, they announced that he's gonna be the star of his own HBO Max show, that James Gunn is gonna be kind of spearheading, writing, and directing. And then the trailer starts and they really are kind of leaning into the aspect of the agents that are working with him don't want to work with him. (laughs) They're kind of begrudgingly like, ah, it's fucking Peacemaker. This guy sucks. And then he's just having fun. He meets his friend, Vigilante, I guess. And then there's also prequel elements where he's trying to meet his father, see how that influences things. There's sequel stuff that takes place after the Suicide Squad. So I got to say, as somebody that really hated this character... After watching that movie. In a good way. In a good way, yeah. John Cena was great. I hated him in the sense that I was like, I can't root for him. But after this trailer, it's like, I gotta say, I'm kind of excited. Did you feel the same way or did you feel differently?
1: I had like no remote interest in this show. I loved the character in The Suicide Squad, but I felt like just with the show and how quickly it got greenlit and produced, like they're really forcing Peacemaker on you and the trailer looks really fun. I think this is going to be a really, really fun show. The At times, the trailer had you and I just rolling with laughter. I like the fact that they're playing with the idea that John Cena's Peacemaker, people could actually like him if he wasn't such a dick. We could get some maybe character growth from Peacemaker, which I didn't expect to get from this show. And, and yeah, I think the fact that it's going to be cutting back and forth between a prequel to The Suicide Squad and a post-Suicide Squad, I think it's just going to be really fun and hopefully set up some future involvement from the other Suicide Squad characters.
0: That's what I'm wondering, too, because it's only eight episodes, and I feel like I'm still predicting the spirit or the ghost <laughs> of Rick Flagg will be kind of intimidating Peacemaker throughout the show. But then at the end, Austin, you were talking about this when you we were watching the trailer, do we think that Bloodsport, do we think the Harley Quinn, do we think that any big DC character kind of presents himself at the very end in terms of like a teaser for season two or maybe like a teaser for the Suicide Squad too. What do you think?
1: I would love it if Harley Quinn showed up, especially since she had a closer relationship with Rick Flagg. Mm-hmm. I think that would make a lot of sense. Margot Robbie's schedule is so insane. I don't know if, she, if it actually works <laughs> out, though. Yeah, uh, I could definitely see this setting up, though, the future of the Suicide Squad for sure.
0: I feel like they're going to do that. I really do. And John Cena did in a panel like clearly reference like doing more. So it seems like we could get a Peacemaker season two, as well as like future Suicide Squad movies that he could possibly also be in. This trailer really did kind of sell me, so I cannot wait. This show is coming very soon, in the next couple months, so we'll see what happens. Just a few episodes, limited series, so we'll see what they do. Is that Eagle going to be the new Baby Yoda? It's going to take the world by storm? It could be. I mean, the fact that its name is Eaglely. Is a pretty big selling point for me. (laughs) It's pretty damn good. (laughs) I just got so excited. Young Justice, my friends. Season 1 and 2 of Young Justice, I think, are my favorite DC animated property ever. Whether it be movie, animated, whatever, it's my favorite. The way they handled those characters was perfection to me. And then season 3 came out, and it was absolute garbage.
1: I wouldn't call it garbage. I would say it was very forgettable.
0: Very, very forgettable. I agree. Um, it just felt like they introduced way too many new characters, and they set up an interesting plot, but here's the thing. Now that the characters are introduced, now that I feel kind of comfortable with like the new setting, a new season could be pretty cool. And the announcement at DC Phantom today, that Young Justice Phantoms, the new season on HBO Max, you can start streaming now? Come on. It's out. I love Episodes
1: it. Episodes one and two. They're so here. Exciting. I just checked like, HBO Max and they're there. You can watch them right now.
0: If you're somebody that has ever had any interest in Young Justice at all, it's like, here's like a palate cleanser. Here's like a little taste of what that could be. Cannot wait to watch this. I'm so stoked. Is this season going to be as good as you know the initial seasons? Will it be as good as the HBO Max season? I don't really care. The way they presented it, I can't wait. Going to
1: watch it. Let's go. Yeah, and that's really the news. Is the first two episodes are here? They're out now. I'm assuming on a weekly basis, the rest of the show will be releasing. They didn't I really so, clarify that. So they did it last I'm not time. sure if these first two are a teaser or what, but season four is here and it's on HBO Max right now. What do? You, why are you still listening to us? Pause us and go watch it. <laughs> and lastly, I didn't know this was happening, but uh, they are working on a new Batman animated show in the vein of the 90s, uh, Batman the Animated Series. Um, it's coming from Bruce Timm, J.J. Abrams, and Matt Reeves. The way they pitched it as it is going to be the animated series, that 90s style, but just kind of more modern and more violent. And it, it sounds like they're going to be kind of pushing the envelope of, of what they did with that original show.
0: First of all, I love the title, Batman the Cape Crusader. The concept art looks super cool. What the actual episode-to-episode episode show is, not really sure. But the idea of the team working behind it, the fact that Bruce Tim is here, I gotta say, really does mean a lot. Super stoked for that.
1: And he did say that this is everything he wanted to do at that 90s show, but just couldn't at the time. Which so. is a pretty cool
0: thought, I gotta say. Love that aspect. Um, I'm a big fan of his, the way he kind of puts animation and individual stories and season long stories together, I think is super exciting. And then J.J. Abrams and the whole team along with Matt Reeves, executive producing. Super cool. I don't know what to expect of this one. They didn't give us too much information, but I have to say I wasn't really looking forward to this. And now the idea of a new Batman animated series is pretty damn exciting. I I really, I do have high hopes for this one.
1: It really sounds like they're planning to tell almost the whole Batman story. They said that we're starting at the beginning Uh, it's its own self-contained Batman world. So I I don't think like the Justice League will be appearing at least in season one. Um, So the idea of like doing a concrete start to end, here's a story of Batman over a few seasons. I'm totally down for that. And, And this little panel interview with some concept art got me really excited.
0: Who voices Batman in something like this? Because there's been so many kind of random actors with kind of gruffy voices that have done it like after Kevin Conroy, but with something like this, I mean, this is supposedly going to be the next big animated series. The person that's going to voice his character for a long time. I mean, is there anybody that immediately jumps to mind or should we wait to kind of let it simmer and then think about it?
1: The guy that I would love to hear other than Kevin Conroy, of course, would be the guy that does Batman and Young Justice. Bruce Bruce Greenwood. Greenwood, I love his voice. My Uh, getting a full show of him as Batman would be pretty sweet, I think. I love his voice for Batman. Would you want Kevin Conroy back? This might be a controversial
0: take. As much as I love Kevin Conroy, he kind of defined my childhood love for Batman, which became just my general love for Batman. I think his voice might be a little bit too kind of gruffy for a younger Batman. I think he's... A little bit older now. I don't know if it works anymore. And the idea of kind of getting somebody that could be the new Batman that we could then see in other projects, like whether they be video games or uh, movies, TV, animated live action, doesn't really matter. That'd be cool because Kevin Conroy's kind of been locked into it's like, well, I kind of have to voice this character in live action, animated comics, uh, video games, all that stuff. It would be cool to get somebody that can do such a good job. Like, we know Bruce
1: Greenwood can. Like, I'd like to see that. Do you have a young actor in mind? Or are you kind of just on board with me with Bruce Greenwood? I think the person, if I had to go
0: very young for Bruce Wayne Batman, I would go with somebody that has hit some not so great projects. Everybody seems to agree that they're good in them, but the movies themselves aren't very good. And it's like, well, what? Is it that's very good about them? And I think it really is the good voice they bring to the screen, the good dynamic, the good um, variety in terms of vocal tones, and then the way they can play different characters in terms of very high-strung, they can play very kind of low-depressive characters. I'm going to go with Dane DeHaan.
1: I actually cannot picture this guy's voice off the top of my head, so I'll have to take your word for that. Okay. What about you, Austin? Do you have anybody
0: who's... Regardless of look, is there any voice out there that kind of stands out that it could be a good choice for animated Batman going forward?
1: You know, something I think that would be fun, when you ask me that question, though, the first actor that pops into my mind is Henry Golding.
0: I could see that. I like that a lot.
1: I like his voice. I I really like his voice.
0: I think that's kind of where it starts, right? Is it's just like having a good voice is where... That's the bare minimum you have to have <laughs> to be <laughs> Batman or Bruce Wayne. And he kind of has the very posh Bruce Wayne thing. But then I think for Batman, he could kind of transition to a, maybe a darker, more menacing voice. That's a good call. I like that a lot.
1: I think my number one would be Gerst Greenwood and my number two would be Henry Golding. All righty. So the
0: big next step, we've talked about movies and TV, my friends, and now it's time to talk about games. At last year's DC Fandome, Suicide Squad, Killer Justice League, and Gotham Knights kind of took us by storm. We were like, how are these stories going to fit in? It turns out one of them fit into the Arkham universe. One of them didn't. It was a completely original story. Then Batman died. And it's like, oh, okay, so it's a different kind of Bat family thing. And we were like, what's going on? And, of course, the pandemic pushed everything back. And now here we are. Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad are both coming out in 2022. We've gotten new trailers. Austin, I know you and I kind of agreed that Suicide Squad was kind of a weak trailer in terms of what they were presenting last year, and then Gotham Knights was kind of cool. They definitely needed to the RPG, element, we needed to see more. So did you feel like this time around they gave us enough to kind of chew on in terms of what these games actually are?
1: I really like both these trailers, starting with Suicide Squad It's way more fun than what they showed off last year, the trailer was. And I also did like that they showed us that connective tissue to the Arkham games. No gameplay, though, which kind of concerning, I think, that we haven't seen anything yet. We've at least seen gameplay from Gotham Knights. Even last year, they had a huge gameplay showcase. Um, And then my, my only major issue, I guess, with the game is they're showing off this really cool trailer. They're showing off the Suicide Squad fighting the Justice League. And every member of the Justice League that they fight, their power is just like way more fun to use and play as than the actual Suicide Squad does.
0: Yeah, and I do feel like that was a big miss. Uh, You referenced it earlier. They could have kind of, I feel like, gotten around that issue if they had showed literally any gameplay. If we see the way Harley Quinn plays versus how King Shark plays, I mean, these are two... You know, brutal characters in essence, but how do they play differently? And then you have some like dead shot with a jetpack shooting, but then you have somebody like Captain Boomerang who's kind of also a long range character. It's like how do they differentiate themselves? And unfortunately, this trailer didn't do that. Did not give us those answers. That being said, I was really fucking excited to see that Arkham the intro, like Austin called out, and seeing Amanda Waller in kind of the same design from Arkham Origins, playing off that. And the idea of them going against the Justice League, seeing the Flash for the first time, we did not see them last year, seeing hints at Wonder Woman, Robin, it seemed like, I think you and I were both like, was that Robin? We might have to go back and make sure that was. But if it is, that begs questions like, I mean, Robin was in Arkham Knight, this takes place after Arkham Knight, is this the same Robin? Is it not? I have no idea. So tons of exciting questions. I got to say, I can't wait to play this game. But my biggest concern is what Austin said, which is they still have not shown gameplay. Looks cool as hell, but how does it actually play? No clue.
1: I'm just really worried. I'm going to be fighting Green Lantern. He's going to use his his missile launcher stuff on me. And as a player, I'm going to be like, wow, I wish I could do that with my characters. and, And all I can do is throw a boomerang. For sure.
0: Well, how do you feel about something like Gotham Knights then,
1: which is a bit more of a action-y
0: RPG where we're playing as four members of the Bat family, uh, not including Batman, of course, going up against the Court of Owls, a bunch of other rogues gallery members from the Bat family in general. Did that trailer make you more excited or did you? are you just more excited for this game in general? It doesn't really matter what the trailer showed you. Is the idea of playing as Barbara Gordon, Nightwing, Damian Wayne's Robin, and Red Hood cooler than Suicide Squad? What do you think? I'm kind of a bit on the fence, to be honest.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. I'm already sold on this one, so I didn't necessarily need another trailer for this game. I did like that we got a Court of Owls-centric trailer, though. I thought that was a really smart move because that comic book arc is so interesting. Yeah, man, I'm sold. Like... I think the story looks unique. I think it is a weird choice to do Court of Owls and not have Batman in your game. Yeah. So I, I do have questions there. Uh, the drop-in, drop-out like co-op multiplayer is going to be really fun, I think, for myself and you to play together. Yeah. And just the idea of a full game focused on the Bat family with all their different powers and different abilities and different stories. And, and I think this game is really going to let you see gotham through four different characters which is something i'm really excited about
0: yeah i agree with that i I really want to see how different each character feels how big is gotham and the whole drop in drop out i mean they've really played up like you can explore gotham together so
1: and they've talked about how you can if you want you can play through the whole game as just batgirl yeah you can play through the whole game as just nightwing so is there potential for four different stories there like I have a lot of questions about this game, but there are a lot of good questions that I'm excited to kind of answer by myself while I'm playing.
0: So, also, I know we've talked about this. We probably talked about this, honestly, on last year's DC Fandom episode, but after seeing these couple trailers, who are you most excited to play as from this four kind of uh, organization, Bat Family, whatever you want to call it? Who do you want to play as the most?
1: I think the story I'm excited to see the most is Red Hood's story, but I'm probably the most excited to play as Nightwing. Mainly because I think he's going to play the closest to Batman.
0: I think that's a very good call. I'm, for similar reason, excited to play as Batgirl. I feel like Batgirl might play very similar to Batman, and I'm curious to see how that plays out. Obviously, our characters in the lore are in love with each other, so we might have to uh, experiment with that.
1: Not in real life, but just in the game. I don't know what that means. This is going to turn into that Black Mirror episode. <laughs> All right. I think we're probably good to start wrapping up here, Matt. That's kind of the biggest news and everything that kind of got announced at DC Fandom. I'm happy you and I were able to do it in under four hours. Seems like the whole event could have been done in Hell under four yeah, hours. Yeah. I will say, though, before we go, I did want to give kind of an honorable mention to that Milestone Comics panel.
0: Yeah. This was my
1: favorite just sitting and talking panel of the day. I just really enjoyed this discussion and Milestone is not uh, something I'm too familiar with in the DC universe. Um, they showed off kind of the four key characters though, which is static shock icon and rocket and hardware and all of the art styles and character designs that they showed in this panel look super fun. Um, I'm planning to order these comics and, and read through them because I was so intrigued and they did announce that there's going to be a live action static shock uh, show coming out or movie yeah. And then there's also going to be an animated, just Milestone-centric movie as well. So, really cool stuff from this panel, and, and I got to say, it really piqued my interest.
0: Yeah, I got to say, as somebody that grew up with Static Shock on you know, the same time, like the late 90s, as the, like the original Batman animated series, I loved the original Static Shock show, and I haven't been able to keep up with that character in comics too much since. So, the idea that Milestone is kind of keeping that going... We're getting a live-action movie. We're getting animated stuff, too. I cannot wait. This character, I mean, is one of my favorites. Um, So to see this come to life is super exciting. And I don't know. I think we might be seeing this character move into mainstream media as well. I mean, we see stuff like Blue Beetle, who has a big relationship with Static in the comics. They announced, like, Blue Beetle's live-action stuff. Uh, Sholo Merduena from Cobra Kai is playing Jaime Reyes, that's exciting. So, lots of cool stuff. I don't know how it will interact, if it will be in like the main DC live action universe that we've gotten accustomed to, or it'll be its own thing. Either way, I love these characters, so I can't wait to see them interact.
1: Yeah, and and Milestone did also say that they're putting out kind of a trade collection that has all of the original stories from the 90s in one issue, which for someone like me who wants to learn more about these characters, Perfect. Like, I'll be buying that hands down. They said it's like 1,400 pages or something like that, which sounds so cool.
0: Hell yeah. Love it. Austin, all I want to ask you to close out, since we know nothing about this world, because DC knows nothing about this world, Keanu Reeves, will he be voicing Batman in Super Pets? Yes or no? Yes. I'm with you. It's got to be yes. And when he comes on, it's going to open
1: the world up. (laughs) I'm glad you brought up Super Pets, because what the hell are you doing with that Ace the Bat-Hound Oh,
0: <laughs> so bad. It's so bad.
1: Ace the Bat-Hound's a Rottweiler. Not here. This
0: time it's just Kevin Hart doing a funny voice. <laughs> 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 Ugh. I hate
1: it. I hate it.
0: All right, guys. There is so much more to DC Fandom, so let us know, is there anything that we missed? But in the meantime, thank you so much for listening. We loved watching this event. We had a great time even though some elements were a little bit slow. You might say that. <laughs> but if you enjoy this episode and this series, make sure you hit that follow button so you never miss an episode. Also, if you wouldn't mind sharing us with a friend, we'd really appreciate that to so continue to grow our show. Please leave us reviews as well, even if you don't want to write anything. Leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. really does help us out. At The Arnie's is our social, and the Arnies.media is the website. We'll be back on Tuesday, everybody, for a retrospective and review series on Halloween. This is going to be a big one. We'll be discussing the original, 2018's Halloween, and the new Halloween Kills. What are our thoughts? Check us out. Austin, anything before we close out here?
1: Yeah, keep in mind, everybody, we also do want to hear from you. Uh, message us on Instagram at the Arnies or email us, TheArnie'sMedia at gmail.com. Uh, send us your favorite movie of 2021. Let us know your thoughts on DC Fandom, and of course, let us know your thoughts on the newest Halloween Kills. Anything you say, we'll read on the show and react to it live on our latest episode. All right, everybody. Have a great week,
0: and if we don't see you before next year, then I guess we'll see you in the CGI Fandom thing? Austin, will you see me in the dome? Is that a thing that we can expect?
1: You'll be there alone, because I'm not watching this next year. Oh, shit. Okay, well, I guess I'll see you guys next year. Bye.